Greetings, loyal citizens. I'm broadcaster Jane, and you're tuned in to 89.x1, 89.x1, 89.x1 Coalition Radio. Thank Just you for joining us this morning. More. Let us begin this day with guidance. Guardian Crossroads. Yeah, that should do it. I think we're in. Hello? I mean... <laughs> Good morning, friends and comrades. You're tuned into 89.x1, Independent Radio. I'm broadcaster W. Coleman, and I apologize for that unscheduled and unwanted content. I'm in the process of ensuring it doesn't happen again, but in the meantime, please forgive any intrusions. I'm going to turn it over to broadcaster J. June, but first, hi. Hi to all of our listeners, of course, but also... Hi to you know who you are. It's all good here. I mean, good as can be. Anyway, here's broadcaster J. June. Good morning, friends and comrades. Gratitude to tech extraordinaire broadcaster W. Coleman for banishing our creepy friend Jane. If you're listening to this, I'm going to assume you have received the accompanying file Coleman put together regarding silent streaming best practices. We're doing everything we can to minimize the risk associated with listening to this newly criminalized audio program. And good streaming safety protocols definitely help. But please know that it is not foolproof. And were you to get noticed by the authorities, we would be in no position to help you, as we are barely managing to help ourselves at this moment. Our new home, the GSS Hyena, is wholly lovable, but perhaps a little slapdash. We're working our way through some minor and not-so-minor repairs. And, you know, running from the law. The morally reprehensible law, but the law nonetheless. There are considerations, like shuttle fuel and human fuel. All that to say, take care of yourself. On a happier note, we have some exciting news to begin this day. Being a fugitive radio operation comes with its perks. No more non-news disclaimers, no more mandated messages, and no more media restriction. That's right. We're being reborn with eyeliner, tight pants, a bad attitude, and every rebel's essential. The perfect soundtrack. Remember Sunblood Stories? Broke streaming records for three consecutive cycles. You saw interviews, you read articles, but then... They performed at a Reflection Day memoriam slash protest, and poof. When I say remember, I mean you have to actually remember. Think back. You won't find anything if you search the database. Well, that's not true. You'll find the songs, but different. Almost the same, but not quite. You'll find interviews, but the faces will be different. Close enough that you think you might just be misremembering. But you're not misremembering. Sunblood stories did disappear after the Reflection Day memoriam. But, much like the 89.x1 forgery we're facing, they were replaced. See, you can't just disappear something altogether. Not when there are fans to account for. But you can rewrite it, and then just slowly, subtly drive it into the ground. Do you remember now? I'll admit I didn't at first, which, I mean, terrifying, because it was only four cycles ago, and it was a big 
deal. A big, big deal. Anyway, I said we're going to start with some good news, and that we are. Sunblood stories did disappear, but they weren't, you know, successfully disappeared. They have actually been alive and well in the unincorporated territories. So, seeing as we're now fugitive siblings, they got in touch with some advice and our very own Rebel Radio fight song. Theme song? Song. Cool, right? Like I said, there are perks. Galactic gratitude, comrades. Our new friends reaching out got us thinking what else was erased? Who else was erased? The thing is, even if we had access to the resources we had back at HQ, it'd be pretty impossible to research. We've been trying, as a crew, to search our memories, pin down the inconsistencies, but. It's not a science to say the least. So, listener, if you have a disappearing story, please get it to us. We're going to try to make a network of sorts. And if you know someone that has disappeared, if you have a message you want to get out there so it might find its way to them, 89.x1 will amplify. As long as our voices are being broadcast, your voices are being broadcast, listeners. Get in touch. Narrative Prosecution Act. Absolutely and a revised not. Set of positive is that just playing in standards. here or is it This everywhere. ushers in a new era. It must where be citizens playing can everywhere. have complete confidence. If the they had the ability to broadcast directly to us, that would mean that media they know where we are and we'd be and works to way less alive than we are at the moment. Earlier this par cycle, Wait, I think we asked we're citizens to write too. in and share their feelings what? on the proposed legislation. The response I think was listeners astounding. can hear us Citizen and H. Walker in District no. 12 writes, um, You can't just say the no. The new media standards be true. would mean You're a future where I feel cross. safe to have well, my children access the subspace It would mean freedom <laughs> just for give me, me a as a parent, no longer okay. hovering over their shoulders, worried about what they might be exposed to. That should do it, but... But what? But I don't know how long it will hold. I'm, I'm gonna go see if I can figure something else out. So, um, where were we? Uh, I gotta admit, listener, there is a bit of an adjustment period to life on board. Close quarters. And, well, now that we don't even have to pretend to follow the rules, it's freed up a lot of information real estate, so to speak. But we're also running for our lives in a way that makes it a little tricky to hit the links and do investigative journalism. Not to mention, while our HQ studio setup was imperfect, our current setup is more imperfect and so incredibly far from soundproofed. Plus, 
every deck is packed with stuff. It's probably useful stuff, but it was a grab what you can and run situation. Turns out we can grab a lot. Just we haven't exactly had time or energy to do an inventory. So what stuff did we grab? No one knows. And there's a little matter of parent fucking Jane. (sighs) Sorry, listener. Broadcaster C County keeps trying to get me to do these meditation streams they like. Maybe I should listen. I suspect I will hate a soft voice telling me to calm down. And they seem to have done very little to make County more agreeable. But I guess it's worth a try. Ugh. So, right. We are an angsty, rebellious, teenage radio broadcast now, and we look forward to what life, fugitive life admittedly, is going to be. But we've also felt compelled to look backward a bit. Because how the fuck did we get here? Ban doppelgangers? Jane? History rewritten? It felt appropriate to try to reestablish a baseline listener just so we're all on the same page. Delve into a little history. Ah, perfect timing. We turn now. Are you ready? We turn now to our fascism correspondent, broadcaster L. Hughes. Hello, spiritually beautiful people. Let's talk fascism. Fascism is both complicated and... Very simple. Complicated in that, since its conception on Earth-1, is it soothing or stressful to know that some humans have turned to fascism basically since the creation of formalized governments? I digress. Regardless, since its conception on Earth-1, fascism has been reasonably easy to spot, but difficult to make a set of rules for. For example, is anti-capitalism a hallmark of fascist ideology? One might think so, as nearly every fascist movement boasted contempt for the wealthy, usually coded in anti-Semitic language. But fascist parties that have gained power historically never really worked to dismantle capitalism. Meaning, anti-capitalism was used to rally the masses but quickly abandoned because, it seems, they didn't actually care about how capitalism hurt communities at all. They did once in power, violently persecute socialists. So, if you at home are making your fascist bingo card, anti-capitalism does not get a square, but dismantling labor unions does. So does banning strikes. Now, fascism approached the urban v. rural binary with similar hypocrisy. Fascists demonize city dwellers while romanticizing the countryside, and yet utilized every tool in the modern arsenal while claiming anti-modernism. So, why don't you go ahead and add anti-urban rhetoric to your bingo card, but do not expect fascism to follow through on a return to the agrarian lifestyle. Another often unrecognized hallmark of fascism is its reliance on the complicity of ordinary people. Yes, there will be one or two charismatic figures presented as the face of the movement, but its success ultimately comes from average people allowing and even supporting fascist actions. Do these average citizens signal contempt for the violence carried out by the fascists? Oh, absolutely. Do these average citizens voice concern about the division 
That they do. Do these average citizens claim to believe in equal treatment of all humans? Yes. Do these average citizens still vote fascists into power and uphold the systems that keep them there? Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. We don't have coalition-mandated messages anymore, but now does feel like a good time to take a break, so... How about a little poetry refresher while we refill our cups? Be back with more fascism soon. My loves. I love to see the big white moon a shining in the sky. I love to see the little stars when the shadow clouds go by. I love the raindrops falling on my rooftop in the night. I love the soft winds sighing before the dawn's gray light. I love the deepness of the blue in my Lord's heaven above. But better than all these things, I think, I love my lady love. I love the soft winds sighing. I thought you'd appreciate that. Back to fascism. Back to fascism. Let's talk radicalization. It feels key in understanding how fascism comes about. According to Paxton, an early Earth One study of fascism, quote, In addition to the leader's actions or words, fascist regimes embrace radicalizing impulses from below that distinguish themselves sharply from traditional authoritarian dictatorships, end quote. They continue on to say, No regime was authentically fascist without a popular movement that helped it achieve power, monopolized political activity, and played a major role in public life after power with its parallel organizations. If, listener, you are hoping that a text nearly 500 cycles out of date cannot be directly applied to the current social political climate, you wouldn't be alone. I, too, had hoped as much. Unfortunately... Nothing in Paxton's work has yet been disproven. It is, perhaps, the human condition to continue to relive our history. If it is, it's also part of the human condition to fight against it. I hope. Now, drawing the line between authoritarianism and fascism, particularly in the case of radicalization, can be tricky. One consideration is the use of military, Both ideologies rely on a boastfulness when it comes to the military, but fascism uses the military more aggressively and arguably more effectively. Instead of maintaining the status quo, as authoritarianism is wont to do, fascism seeks to expand, and war is always an effective tool of radicalization. JJ, you have a clip? Sure do. Remember this? I know that it is hard to realize the magnitude of the war in which we are involved. We have problems in this war. Fortunately, the great majority in this great crisis of our history shown themselves splendidly loyal to our flag. Everyone had a right to sympathize, but now that we are in the war, there are only two sides. And the time has come when every citizen must declare himself here or traitor 
exactly that. Packs it again. In fascist regimes at war, a fanatical minority within the party or movement may find itself free to express a fervor far beyond any rational calculation of interest. Meaning, this us-versus-them ideology created by fascists in wartime creates a climate where supporters will actively work against their own interests as long as it's to the detriment of the other. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other tends to be folks in the racial or religious minority. Hey, JJ, you have some more notes over there, yeah? Yep, pick your poison. More on radicalization, or are you feeling neo-fascism? I'd like to take neo-fascism for 400. Coming right up. So, following the most successful, and by successful, I mean gruesome and despicable fascist regimes, Fascism died because it inspired the exact amount of disgust it deserved. Images of detained humans came to light. The staggering death numbers were acknowledged and no one wanted anything to do with fascism because, I don't know, compassion and morality? At minimum, contempt for genocide. Basically, when it's over, it seems like it's over forever. But what's that you said earlier about the human destiny of repeating history? it crops up again. One of its favorite starting points is exclusionary nationalism or districtism. Anything that begins the othering ideology. Political groups form around exclusionary identity and they align themselves with fascist regimes of the past. That can look like denying widely recognized and arguably true atrocities. Or like questioning the reality of a genocide despite the documentation and even despite survivors being very much still alive and able to provide first-hand accounts. It can look like excusing historical monsters who participated in the torture, enslavement, and mass murder of human beings. Now back to the bingo card, because as far as we can figure, one of the main tools in fighting fascism is knowing how to spot it. As broadcaster L. Hughes mentioned earlier, What should be pretty straightforward isn't exactly. Fascist groups are often happy to denounce fascism when they are accused of it. They present themselves as moderate, or at least moderate enough to gain popular support. Racist and bigoted rhetoric is disguised as edgy social critiques, or individualism, or district patriotism. If the old racial and religious targets are no longer politically or socially weak enough for attack, neo-fascists pick a new target with less public support. But the foundation is the same. Hate, radicalization, directing anger about very real inequality onto a statistically small group of people with little or no power over the status quo. Soon, bingo. Bingo indeed. All right, folks. We'll have more tools and tips for recognizing fascism in future broadcasts, but I think this is a good place for us to leave it today. Thus concludes this Parcycle's fascism fragment. Fascism fragment? We never actually settled on a name. Fascism isn't really ripe for alliteration. Well, this concludes today's conversation around fascism. Until next time. Until next time. Seriously? Until next time, stay safe, stay informed, and stay tuned.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dispatch from the Desert Planet. It was written and produced by me, Morgan Maxwell. I also voiced broadcaster Jay June. Broadcaster L. Hughes was played by Ray Don Royal. Broadcaster W. Coleman was played by Leanne Thacker. And Broadcaster Jane was played by Athena Hagen. Cover art by Jeremy Serrano. And our new and very fucking cool theme song was created and performed by Sunblood Stories. Click the link in the show notes to see what they're up to and to support their work. As always, we'd like to remind you that this is a work of fiction and any resemblance it may bear to the real world is purely coincidental. In addition to links to learn more about the beautiful people involved in DDP, the show notes contain some nonfiction resources. This episode in particular included information from Robert O. Paxton's Anatomy of Fascism. The Anatomy of Fascism is in no way affiliated with and does not endorse Dispatch from the Desert Planet, but we will absolutely recommend you buy a copy for your bookshelf from an independent bookseller, preferably Black-owned. Galactic gratitude to our monthly supporters for putting funds directly into the pocket of the artists involved with this production. We quite literally couldn't do it without you. And a special thanks to our fairy pot parent, Matthew Spady, for recording equipment and general excellence. If you find some value in this podcast and would like to see it continue, please consider becoming a supporter on Ko-fi or sending a one-time donation through Venmo. We're dispatched from the Desert Planet on both platforms. You can also tip specific cast members there. Just note their name in the memo. Keep up with us on Instagram at Dispatch from the Desert Planet and Twitter at Dispatch from the. You can also visit our website, www.dispatchfromthedesertplanet.com, for more information and non-audio content. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, I think that's it for now. Stay safe, stay informed, and stay tuned.